Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vidi Wiley. This week, Fiji-born weightlifter Eileen Thikamatana makes waves in Australia. And Fiji football star Roy Krishna announces he is leaving the Wellington Phoenix. But first, Tonga rugby league coach Christian Wolfe says Tavita Pangai Jr. deserves a lot of credit for turning down the chance to play state of origin and fully committing himself to the national team. The Brisbane Broncos star was picked in a New South Wales training squad last year but committed his representative future to Tonga, walking away from the chance to earn a 90000 Australian dollar payday over three matches. Christian Wolfe says the magnitude of Pangai Jr.'s decision cannot be underestimated. Yeah, I've said before that I'm very comfortable that the blokes that we've got there are really committed. And Tavita's no different. I knew that his commitment to Tonga hadn't changed one bit. Um, if he did decide to go and play Origin, uh, he was certainly going to be back in the, in the red jersey at the end of the year. Uh, he's made that very clear and you know, I, I think what needs to be understood is the magnitude of the decision that he's got to make and uh, it's hard for people who don't have that choice to really have an opinion on it because he is in a position where he's got choice and uh, he's got choice on two things that are obviously um, you know, really big events and, and really dear to him on both sides. Um, you know, I think there was a time there where he, he uh, certainly got a lot of advice from different people that Origin was probably going to be his best pathway. I'm not sure it ever felt really comfortable to him uh, in terms of making a decision that way, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, he's made his call now, obviously. It's something he, uh, that he deserves a lot of credit for. He, he certainly could have sat there and hedged his bets and you know, see where he ended up. But he's been willing and, and brave enough to put himself out there and say he's committed one way, not the other. And uh, I think he deserves a lot of credit. I suppose other players such as Jason Tamalolo, Andrew Fafita have you know, in the past already made it very clear that they are committed to uh, playing for Tonga and, and only Tonga. Um, do, do you think the decision by Tavita Pangai Jr. will be influential amongst maybe some other younger members of the team or do you think that will reaffirm the, you know, the decision that others ha- have made previously? I think it's very much on the back of some really strong decisions by some very strong men. And you mentioned you know, Jason and Siwa, uh, Andrew, uh, Dave Fusatua, those kinds of guys have made, um, you know, again, some really strong decisions. They've uh, been really solid and, and uh, in their decisions. And they've all had people try and sway them and try and tell them that they should do other things. But um, as I said, they're, they're very, very strong men and they're there for the right reasons and, and very good reasons. And I think what Tavita doing the same thing, um, you know, it's a show of his character, but it's also... Uh, you know, really, it just adds strength to what they've all done as a group, I guess, and uh, you know, it really adds strength to uh, what they're developing as a group as well, and, and what that does for you know, for, for young Tom and kids um, going forward who um, you know, want to play rugby league. Firstly, but you know, want to represent Tonga at some stage, um, you know, certainly give them the courage to do the same. 
Is there anybody that was involved with the team last year, be it against the Kangaroos or earlier, that you're still not sure if they will be a part of the team against New Zealand next month or, or this year? Not in uh, the sense of I'm not worried about anyone looking at other teams or possibly going to other teams, no. Now we're getting to a point where more and more decisions need to be made becomes harder to pick the team each year because uh, we've got such great emerging talent coming through as well. And you know, I've mentioned before guys like uh, Yamawaki, Fotowaka over at the uh, Titans, who's going really well there. And, yeah, for an 18-year-old kid, he's leading that pack and, and being really consistent every week. And if he's not playing with us this year, then he's certainly going to be in contention soon. Junior Totola, who played for us last year, is, is getting better and better, and you know, he's forced his way as a, into being a starter each week for South, and, and they're leading the comp at the moment, which says a lot about him. And Manasi um, Fain, who's a, another one, he's going terrifically there at Manly, and he's a big part of why uh, they're going so well in the competition as well. So uh, there's others as well, you know, David Fafita, Katani Staggs. Uh, there's some really good emerging talent coming through, and. You said it becomes harder and harder to pick the side every year, which is what you want it to be. Do you just leave it up to the players to contact you one way or another, or, or you'll hear their decision if they, in the case of, uh, uh, obviously, Tavita, you know, he made some public comments this week. Um, or do you ever initiate those conversations, uh, or, or do you just leave it to them? My line is that it's a personal choice. If they choose to go another way, and we've had players do that in the past, and, you know, um, it's not my, my position to tell them they're making the wrong decision. Um, it's a personal decision that they've got to make and as I said it's very hard for people that don't have that decision or who don't relate so strongly to two different cultures to understand that a little bit sometimes and something I've certainly grown to understand in my time with these guys uh, if they go they go with my blessing and my support and at the same time uh, yeah, they're very welcome when they uh, they want to come back or uh, you know, when they make those strong decisions. The only thing that I do ask of them is that yeah, they're not uh, saying they want to be involved in Tonga and then pulling out. I don't think that's fair of guys that um, yeah, they do make such strong decisions and strong commitments um, in the first place. And we're, we're certainly past that point of uh, having to wait to see where guys are leaving slow life. If they're unsure about their time and commitment, then they're better off going elsewhere. In terms of origin, you know, the sacrifice people are talking about, um, 90,000 Australian dollars if you play three games, obviously that's a lot of money and, and money that still Tonga can't obviously compete with. And I realise it's about a lot more than money and all of these players, many of them have, have sacrificed a lot of money to, to, to play for Tonga. Um, is that gap getting any, any smaller financially? It's getting slightly better for us each year and you know, as long as we continue putting out the teams that we're putting out and continue doing the right things so the players want to be involved in tournament and obviously act professionally ourselves, we're going to be able to keep increasing what we're doing but in terms of decreasing that gap, uh, we're very, very lucky being able to do that, that's for sure. That's the Tonga Rugby League coach Christian Wolf. Fiji-born weightlifter Eileen Thikamatana has made a record-breaking start to her new life in Australia, competing in her first interstate tournament for New South Wales since being granted Australian permanent residency. The 19-year-old snatched 118 kilograms and clean and jerked 150 kilograms in Sydney earlier this month to obliterate all Australian junior and senior records in the 81-kilogram division. The Commonwealth Games gold medalist also smashed the respective Oceania senior and junior records and Commonwealth senior and junior records for the snatch, clean and jerk and total equaled the world junior record in the snatch and bettered the current mark in the clean and jerk and total. However, Thikamatana is unable to claim the additional honours because she does not yet have Australian citizenship. 
Australian Weightlifting Federation President Sam Coffer says in his almost 65 years involved in the sport, he's never witnessed a performance like it. It wasn't so much the weight that she lifted, which in itself was just outstanding. I mean, then I would just world class, of course. But it's also the in the manner in which she sort of attacked it, you know. I, I reckon she's got another 10 kilos up her sleeve right now, you know. Um, she's just decisive in her movement, very, very, very strong. She got six out of six lifts. I mean, it's the sort of thing that you dream about. And, yeah, so she's had a tough going in the last uh, year and a half or whatever it has been. She hasn't competed for a whole year or more than a year. Uh, I think the last time she competed was at the Commonwealth Games. So, therefore, I think she had a a lot of it bottled up. (laughs) And and, then during the weekend, she just exploded. And, and of course, as you said, this is only a domestic uh, competition. She cannot um, compete internationally until... uh, First and foremost, until she gets a citizenship and a passport, and then, of course, uh, go through the procedures uh, related to the International Weightlifting Federation rules and regulations on uh, nationality, eligibility, and all that sort of thing. So in terms of the weight that she did lift, uh, and you did detail it, obviously in the uh, 81-kilogram category that she was competing in, the weight she lifted would rank her number one in the junior world quite comfortably. Uh, she already is, of course, a junior world champion. So a, a best snatch of 118 kilograms, a uh, clean and jerk of 146 kilograms, uh, and then and then a to- total of 268, if I'm right. 150, she clean and jerked her last attempt. Uh, so, uh, but I think what was remarkable was that, um, forget about the Australian junior and senior records, she just... <laughs> thrash those, uh, you know, by dozens and dozens of uh, of kilograms. But I think what is important to know is that right now, her snatch, clean and jerk, and total rank as number one in the world. I mean, um, she'd be a medal winner at the Olympic Games if she was uh, able to compete in Tokyo, for sure. I have no doubt of that. And so this is junior, senior, this is everything. Uh, on the world it's stage, important. these numbers That's stand right. up. Might or you might that now the International Federation uh, changed the categories uh, uh, about a year ago or so. So therefore, athletes all over the world are positioning themselves as to which category they best fit in, because um, for their own reason, I'm talking about the International Federation. They have two sets of. Uh, unfortunately, two sets of categories. One is for world championships and so on, and the other one is for the Olympic Games. So when we go to the Olympic Games, we're only allowed seven competitors. When we go to the world championships, we're allowed 10, which means the three categories would not be an Olympic category, in which case then, as I say, the athletes have to choose the one that they fit best in. And in this case, of course, she just fits in perfectly in the 81 category and uh, and she just got power to spare, absolutely power to spare. Just one of the most powerful juniors I've ever seen in my life. Because, of course, her gold medal on the Gold Coast was in the 90-kilogram category. As you say, she's fitting in here at the 81 level, and, and so you don't see you see that as her level going forward 81. She's comfortable at that weight? 
think so. She, the, she, she was. She competed in the 90 uh, up there. She was not in that category. You know, she was way below uh, the weight at the Commonwealth Games. So uh, she was stranded in between, you know, whereas the new ones seem to fit her best. And I think the 81 is the one that she should uh, be concentrating on. But, of course, she's only a girl, <laughs> you know. We're only talking about a, a teenager, so um, if uh, in her um, development, if she puts on a bit more weight and she has to go a little bit further up, well, she'll go a bit further up. That's uh, We'll see, see how things develop. I mean, she works very well with Paul, and hopefully, as I say, when she uh, becomes a, a citizen of Australia, she will uh, be able to take advantage of whatever we have to offer, and... Um, we just hope that her life will be made uh, better and, um, and, uh, and she'll forget about the past 12 months or so. Have there been any issues uh, in Australia? I mean, obviously she's a phenomenal athlete, but she is Fijian born and bred and obviously previously represented Fiji. Have, has there been any concern in Australia that she might be taking the place of an Australian born athlete or has everyone been supportive? argument died a long, long time ago. Um, you know, there was a time when uh, uh, when the Berlin Wall came down and communism in Eastern Europe crawled down. It, um, that's gone. I mean, we people move, and now it's just the world. I mean, you move from one country to the other. It depends on uh, what you think is best for yourself and your family and so on. And uh, she, just, she just migrated to Australia. Uh, that's it. You know, obviously she's had some problems with the with the Fijian Federation, and I don't want to get into that because it's not for me to make any comment on that. But she certainly hasn't had um, the best uh, time uh, since she uh, won the gold medal in 2018. And uh, and if she wasn't going to Australia, she'd be going to New Zealand or she'd be going somewhere else. You know. So she chose Australia and uh, we welcome her with uh, open arms and, as I say, hopefully in not too distant future she'll be able to represent us. That's the Australian Weightlifting Federation President, Sam Coffer. Fiji football captain Roy Krishna is leaving the Wellington Phoenix. Fresh from being named the A-League's Player of the Season and winning the competition's Golden Boot Award, Krishna confirmed on Monday that he would leave the Australian competition to sign with an overseas club. Fiji national coach Christoph Gamal says Krishna is a role model to all footballers in Fiji and throughout the Pacific Islands. Roy is a super person. He has really a big heart for the, for Fiji. This is uh, which is very important. But um, what can I say? Uh, after his his uh, his performance, speaker is speaking for him. Huh? Is someone who has really uh, hard dedication, uh, very uh, hard discipline, and uh, he gives everything to achieve uh, his goal. And uh, we can see that uh, if a Fijian guy uh, works well in the good spirit, he can reach a wonderful thing. Huh? Because uh, being the player of the year in a league is not so easy, huh? plus golden boot. Huh? So uh, I'm very happy for him in this. It is important. He is important, of course. Uh, how can I say uh, this guy is not important? He is very important for Fiji. Me, I try to work with him. Most of the time, I work without him. But each time he comes, 
you have seen uh, against uh, Mauritius, uh, he bring, uh, uh, of course, something more professional, which I well, uh, I try to reach. Huh? But uh, it's uh, always a big uh, addition for the team. I'm I'm just complaining that I don't have uh, more player like Roy. That's all. Huh? That's all. But but the the local uh, local uh, player are, are working hard. Huh? Even uh, we, the means are not easy, and uh, sometimes we, it's, it's not simple. But uh, believe me, they are working very hard, and uh, who is coming is giving uh, his best for the nation. So on this, I can't complain, and I'm very happy that uh, uh, I am backed up also by the, the federation, and uh, they try to do their best for that. For a player in Roy's position, be it at the Wellington Phoenix, where yeah. where the A League had no international windows so it could sometimes be quite tricky to make yeah. him available for international matches but he always seemed to go back to Fiji whenever he had a chance and you know a lot of players in that position might not do that so you've you know Fiji have been quite lucky that he obviously is very passionate about playing for his country and and does make that effort to go back when he can. Yeah, I totally agree with you and uh, it's also a discussion that uh, we get between uh, by the past uh, Wellington Phoenix uh, Federation and the national team. If the game is important and we need uh, Roy, uh, we are in our right to call him. Eh? But if the game is a friendly and uh, I can see also a local player and uh, that uh, for the A-League, for example, uh, the game was very important for Roy, we have to be, to be more flexible and let him also uh, representing his club because it's an official game. So we, I think we I, I manage it uh, not so bad. Uh, and uh, I know the value of Roy, so it's not that uh, he's a new new guy for me. No, no problem. Uh, it's it's matter of uh, flexibility and trying to be uh, clever and uh, for both uh, for the club. And you have, we have to be win-win for the club and for the nation. And, uh, but when when it will be uh, official game, etc. No, at this time, uh, I will uh, request him because it's a guy who can uh, he, he, who can uh, kill a game. Huh? It's, uh, he's not the best scorer uh, of a league for uh, nothing because he he has the, the sense of the goal. You mentioned that you wish you had more Roy Krishnas. I imagine every Pacific football coach wishes they had a lot of Roy Krishnas in their team. Um, do, do you think there are young players, be it in Fiji or other Pacific nations, that have potential to be maybe not as good as Roy Krishna, but at a similar level, if if they were dedicated enough, if they were given the opportunity? Yeah, of course. I, I've seen one or two. Uh, I pick up one, uh, he's 15 years old at the moment, because don't forget that uh, it's a process. Huh? It's not that Roy was uh, that good uh, 10 or 11 years ago. He, he has grew, uh, grown up, then he has been in a professional environment, and he became he became with he today. So uh, for that, we need to uh, frame well the player and to give them the best for them to understand that they have potential and if they express it, they can be, uh, they can do wonders. And for Roy, it's the same. Uh, I think one or two could be, one I catch him uh, two months ago, I hope, uh, I hope we can, uh, we can really work well on him and it might be the next Roy Krishna, but we have not to compare. He, he will never be Roy Krishna because he is himself. But 
this kind of player, of striker, yes, he can be. That's the Fiji football coach, Christoph Gamel, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.